0: And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or eBooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
0: You're listening to Artifacts, a show that dives into the fascinating history of famous artworks and painters. Broadcast on C31, Stupid Old Studios' YouTube channel, and the Community Radio Network. Based on a poem, this critically acclaimed painting has caused controversy and uproar. It's also got a few soldiers out of strife, and is intrinsically linked here, to the iconic Young and Jackson's Hotel. This is the story of Chloe. Welcome to Artifacts, I'm Matt Stewart and I'm here with my very good friends, David Warnicky and Jess Perkins. <laughs> yes, hello. Hey, so good to be here with you at Young & Jackson Hotel. Thank mm. you so much for having us. Hey, we're in Chloe's bar and this is Chloe. No coincidence, the bar is named <laughs> is after. What are, okay. what are the chances of that? Yeah, no, we're pretty good because yeah, they named the bar after. That's how important this painting is. Have you been here before?
2: Embarrassingly, no. And Young and & Jackson's is like an iconic, Venue in Melbourne. Walk past it every single time I come into the city. We're of course opposite Flinders Street Station. Fed Squares on the other corner. Like we're in a in a yeah. There's very a very KFC down there. A KFC.
0: Forgetting the cathedral. The cathedral,
2: my favourite cathedral. But I actually never I've never been up here, so this is this is a thrill.
0: So do you want me to tell you the story Please. of Chloe? Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, let us begin. <laughs> so Chloe was painted by Jules Joseph Lefebvre. Huh. Pretty good. Written that out, fanatically.
3: <laughs> how, how many times are you gonna say it?
0: Uh, a few times. Okay. So Lefebvre uh, painted Chloe in 1875. He was a Frenchman, and one of the go-to guys for painting nude portraits in the second half of the 19th century.
3: Right. One of the go-to. One of the go-to. <laughs>
0: he refused to use clothes. Yeah, he would never. He wouldn't allow clothes.
2: <laughs> Even just like a sheet.
0: Yeah. A, a well, you can see the sheet there.
2: Yeah, but the sheet has to be <laughs> off, off to the side. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Right. right yeah.
0: If you wanted it, you're like, oh, I I feel, you know, I feel cute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You give Jules Joseph a call.
2: But if you're feeling a bit shy, he's not your guy. He's not your guy. (laughs) No,
0: certainly not. That
2: was on his business cards.
0: So of the model, not much is known. There's been a lot of theories. One of the most popular seems to be that she was about 19 years old. She was a Parisian named Marie, and she sadly took her own life at the age of 21 due to unrequited love. So only a couple of years after this she passed away. So ah. it's yeah, it's really tinged with sadness a bit yeah. as well.
3: Can't help but notice though that you said her name's Marie. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah.
3: Chloe that, to yeah, it? yeah,
2: that's not the name of the painting. Oh yeah. I guess is out is sort of where, yeah. what we're thinking. Yeah.
0: We're not yeah. in
3: Marie's bar. I think yeah. maybe
0: they'd already got the frame done. Yeah. <laughs> which says <laughs> Chloe and they're like, well, you're yeah. Chloe now. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'll explain the name in a second. Chloe made its debut or debut at the Paris (laughs) Salon, uh, a showcase exhibition for the leading French academic masters.
2: Oh.
0: Beginning in 1667, the Salon was the first annual or biennial art event of its kind in the Western world. By the time Chloe was shown there, it was seen by many as the most important art event in the Western world.
2: It it sounds
3: important.
0: Well, that's because it is. Yeah. It's a big deal. The salon. Yeah,
3: I, I thought you were gonna tell me that it debuted in like in a hair salon. <laughs> <laughs> it's really upgraded here <laughs> to the pub.
0: Yeah, a okay, uh, Paris
2: salon. Oh, that's good.
0: Possibly offensive. <laughs> so I'm here with venue manager at Young and Jackson's Megan to talk a little bit more about Chloe. Thanks so much for joining us, Megan. No problem at all. Now Jules Joseph Lefevre. Is that right?
1: <laughs> uh, possibly Lefebvre.
0: Okay. <laughs> Great to disagree, but um, <laughs> all I know about him really is this painting. Was he is he sort of well remembered outside of Australia?
1: I think in France, well remembered. He was definitely considered a master. He would have been a pretty regular um, uh, painter that put paintings towards the French Salon, where Chloe was first shown. And I think he had fair success in um, in that sort of era and in that environment. Yeah.
0: LeFebre's painting was a big hit at the salon. Big, big hit. It won the Gold Medal of Honor, the highest official award. <laughs>
2: Gold Medal for for painting. Yeah. Oh, that's good.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they, they loved it. Critics loved it. Uh, the the Parisians went wild for it. They're really? like, oh look at this. Wow. What a painting. Look at it go. It's so big.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so they were also just mostly excited by the size. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The
3: bigger. No one had ever painted one this big.
0: <laughs> So yeah, the Gold Medal of Honour is the highest official award to be bestowed on a French artist.
2: Right. Oh wow. So
0: Lefevre was like, he, he'd already had a pretty good career, but this was just another peak. Yeah, right. So Chloe depicts the water nymph from a poem by 18th century poet André Chenier. Mm. Okay. So that the poem's about this Chloe, this water nymph Chloe. So that's, it's okay. not, I mean Marie pose, but It's actually of a character from a poem.
2: Right, okay.
0: So Lefebvre quoted the poem in the exhibition's catalogue. It was in French.
2: And you're going to tell it to us now in French. Perfect, can't wait.
0: I'm going to read the English translation.
2: Okay, coward. But in a French
3: accent?
0: Uh, (laughs) Are (laughs) we?
2: Actually, maybe don't. Sometimes when you read long passages in an accent, it's like, "Uh uh-huh, and now just do it in your normal voice (laughs) because I caught every third word.
0: We, yeah, I'm not that audible in the first place enunciation <laughs> <laughs> uh this is the the three the three lines from the poem he often visits your peaceful shores often i listen and the air which trembles in the woods from afar brings his voice to my ears doesn't really rhyme maybe in french it does
2: <laughs> yeah
0: i mean it'd be pretty lucky if it rhymed in both french and english <laughs> yeah
2: that would be a coincidence
3: Poetry has to rhyme.
2: Fantastic.
0: Thank you. It has to. It's, it's not important. a poem otherwise. <laughs> well, we're doing an art show. I think it's important to get yeah the get facts rhyming. out there. It's not
2: rhyming. It's just a little story, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. You can write your little stories, but don't you call them poems? Yes, that's poem. not.
3: <laughs> that's the worst limerick I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there once was a woman from Nantucket, <laughs> and she had a great time <laughs> that day. So, how did Chloe end up here? Oh, I'll tell you. I'm yeah, I, right. think, yeah <laughs> I was hoping you would elaborate. So, the painting began its journey to Australia in Sydney, uh, where it was exhibited... It, it began the journey in Sydney? In Sydney.
2: That is convenient. Wow, I really skipped you've already that. You've made the big <laughs> chunk of the journey already.
0: It's a, look, its its trip in Australia began in Sydney. Okay,
2: right. Okay. And Caught a it did boat a tour. over.
0: It did a tour. A little tour, okay. yeah. Uh started in 1879 at... Uh, the French Gallery at the Sydney International Exhibition. You know, when it was displayed there, it won a gold medal. Oh! No. No.
2: What is no. it's
0: cream yeah. in the field? That's right. It's like bloody Madame Butterfly <laughs> over here, eh?
2: Wow.
0: It's like Ian Thorpe of the <laughs> art world. Well, it must be said, there's some fantastic footwork. Yes.
3: On the painting. It's also yes. a sporting term, trying Isn't to get something going. Lefevre pa- painted oh, this okay? with
0: his feet. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of people know that. Yeah. The following year, Chloe headed south for the Melbourne International Exhibition of 1880. Guess what? What? Gold medals. Yes. Racking them up.
2: Where do you even put? Because you know, like gold medals at the Olympics, they go around your neck. Mm. Where do you put them on a painting? Oh,
0: I would have liked to have oh, seen yeah. them painted on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she'd be weighed down. Yeah. you can just
2: paint them on, like the glass over the top of it. So like you know a, a it.
0: bottle of wine. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Just the stickers.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be a nice on touch. It.
0: Yeah, like Country Bakery of the Year or something. Yeah. How do
2: I know it's good if it doesn't have a sticker on it?
0: That's true. So yeah, it's been a big hit around the world now. France and Australia. Yeah. The big two <laughs> art destinations of the AMA. <laughs> That's best, what you
2: want. That, those are the markets you want <laughs> as an artist. Three gold medals though. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge.
0: Once in Melbourne, it was exhibited. People are loving it. And it caught the eye of one Dr. Thomas Fitzgerald. And he, he purchased the painting for 850 guineas.
2: Guineas,
0: yeah, which sounds like a made-up thing, but that was an amount of money back then.
2: (laughs) Yeah, right.
0: Uh, I believe, and it was hard to figure out, but I think it's around 160 grand in today's money. Woo! With inflation and whatnot.
2: Yeah, it is hard to. But also
0: possibly could be a totally different amount. Who knows? (laughs) You got the whiteboard out. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, let's
2: let's say 160 grand. That
0: sounds impressive. Pie was involved. Um, uh, yeah. Carry the pie. <laughs> oh, sweating. So, anyway, in 1883, Fitzgerald was heading back to Ireland for three years. So, he contacted the National Gallery of Victoria, offering Chloe to them to display while he was away. A generous offer. Just
2: while he's away? While he's away. When I, when I come back, I want oh, it back. Yeah, I
0: want it back.
3: Okay. We've all thought about that when you're going away for a bit, just contacting the gallery. Yeah. So
2: Did you want this? I mean,
3: it'll cost me money to put in storage. Yeah. So maybe you can throw it off. i have got a magnet print I, on, on the floor. I bought it off
2: at Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want that? Yeah, just, for, just while I'm away. I'm away yeah. for two weeks. You can have it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so um, they accepted. They're like, fantastic. But despite being critically acclaimed, Chloe proved controversial to Melburnians. Melburnians couldn't handle it. But outside, you know, the art community loved it. Right. Shown in the exhibition, they're like, fantastic, gold medal. But your average Joe Australian, and Melburnian more specifically, was like,
2: what the hell is going on over here? Because she's nude. This lady is nude. Yeah, we are a city of prudes, (laughs) aren't we? Yeah,
0: very prudish.
2: Put it away is our catchphrase. I've been
0: looking down here a lot.
2: (laughs) It's on our number plates. It says, put a jumper on.
0: (laughs) 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 The prude state. (laughs) Uh, According to Only Melbourne, Melbourne society found Chloe's presence in the gallery quite scandalous. The Argus newspaper, which is a big newspaper here for a long time the argus was so inundated with letters of both complaint and passion that they (laughs) dedicated a column solely to the issue of chloe in the gallery
2: the letters of passion (laughs) feels a bit pervy doesn't it i love it i love 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 chloe's oh chloe's my girlfriend oh chloe chloe could you come live in my house you know it was like okay yeah she can live in my front room (laughs) But the complaints were. There's work. a little
0: foreshadowing there. There is a bit of that later on. Right. So it really feels like Melbourne was divided into two camps. Prudes and pervs. <laughs> <laughs> Pick bigger side. Pick a side. Which side What which side would you be?
3: You go first. Uh, team prude. Okay. Prudes for life. Yeah. So
0: you, you wouldn't be happy with this being I have not looked at once back there. <laughs>
3: That's horrific. That, the frame is fantastic. It's
0: a beautiful frame. Beautiful, beautiful
3: frame. Uh, riding feet. down here. Great feet. Good little knobbly feet. knees. I'm totally fine with feet, um, okay. but I'm not a perv for feet. <laughs> proof for feet, proof for feet. Um, but how about you?
2: Um, You've been
3: looking a lot back then. But yeah.
2: Some... I don't know if this is a safe place to answer honestly. <laughs> I reckon I'd be team perv. Well, yeah. team
3: perv. Yeah.
2: Okay. I'd be like, get your kid off if you want. Doesn't mean I have to. Okay. But you want to you get your kid off, go
3: for it. No, don't.
2: No, come on. on. Even in the shower?
3: No. No, especially not, this it's
0: most, especially not in the shower. Especially not It's when I'm most vulnerable. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there's
2: a lot to unpack there, but we really don't have yeah, a lot we'll of time. Yeah, we'll talk about
0: that later, maybe. Yeah. I'd say I'm somewhere in between the two.
2: Yeah, that sounds, yeah. So you make us choose <laughs> and then yeah, you okay. get to be on the fence.
0: So the reason for the controversy was not only that it was a nude painting, mm-hmm. but that it was being displayed on Sundays. The Sabbath. Oh my God, Ooh. unbelievable.
1: Well, her hair was probably what caused the most controversy really? when she was at the National Gallery in the 1880s. Her hair is in an up style, which would have been how a modern young lady would have presented herself. So the question that was asked by your prudes was why would a modern young woman show herself naked in public?
0: So another newspaper at the time wrote, quote, the picture which was on view at the recent exhibition where it attracted the admiration of all good judges, was purchased by a patron of the fine arts, our our friend Dr. Fitzgerald, and lent by him to the trustees. On the picture being hung, the puritanical raised a howl of indignation, and poor Chloe was subjected to an amount of abuse that could only come from narrow-minded bigots. Oh, wow. This, this newspaper was in the perv camp. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. A Very balanced, uh, impartial reporting <laughs> there.
0: The article went on to say, one result of Chloe's appearance on the wall was of course an increased attendance, and thousands who had never heard of the picture before visited the gallery <laughs> while it was on view.
3: Oh no, all the proofs have accidentally, like, <laughs> side pose. Signposted it for all the perfs. Yeah, that's right. Oh,
0: i knew about this. <laughs> <laughs> a nude
3: painting, Sunday. I don't work on Sundays. I've got heaps of time.
0: I'll go and check out this, this noon. After church? Yeah. And I think that was like, a, I think that happens a lot. You, you bring controversy to something, yeah. and that just brings attention to the thing that you were trying to smother. <laughs> mm. Within weeks, the campaign against the painting was successful, though. To stop all the hassle, Fitzgerald requested the painting back and the NGV took it off display. Uh, not long after, the painting spent time on display in Adelaide where it proved less controversial.
3: You yeah, they're yeah.
0: full of pervs over there. <laughs> when Fitzgerald returned from his trip, he took the painting back, hung it in his front room but even this caused controversy. As passers-by, I could see it through oh the window.
2: Oh my God, stop looking through windows, <laughs> you pervs! They're pretending to be prudes, but they're actually
0: pervs. Yeah, people have obviously gone, oh, it's moved to this place, has it? Well, let's make sure no one can see it. Mm. Oh, there it is. There it is, yeah. Well, oh, man, I'm gonna complain about this. I'm offended.
2: I'm not gonna look away. The
0: binoculars <laughs> yeah. on here. So that he got more complaints, ended up having to move it to his back room.
2: <laughs> you don't want to put it in the back room. No, Nobody goes there.
0: And it remained there for the final decades of his life. So it was there for another 20-odd years. Oh, wow. Obviously, we can't talk about Chloe without talking about this pub here, the Young and Jackson. So the two are really you know, linked together. It's probably the most famous thing about the pub mm. in a lot of ways.
3: What about the Palmer?
0: Yeah, Chloe and the Palmer. <laughs> name a more iconic duo, <laughs> way. <laughs>
2: Chloe and the Palmer? <laughs> Chloe and
0: the Palmer. Chloe and the Palmers.
2: Palmers, there we go, yeah. Yeah. Or
3: Palmees, for people who uh, like to say it wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so obviously, yeah, we're here now, as we were saying, right in the heart of Melbourne. Mm. It's sort of the main intersection where uh, the Melbourne CBD begins. It goes out in this direction.
3: Yeah, and uh, I've had a few meals here, because it's, you know, sit that sit in front of the great painting, at that
0: window, great yeah. view of the city. Isn't that? It's wild that you know. There's not many places you can sit in front of a multi-million-dollar or, or hun, multi-hundred <laughs> guinea painting. That's right. <laughs> and just have a have a Palmer and a pot.
1: Yeah. The frame was recently weighed, the painting and the frame and the glass, and she came in at about 180 kilos. Ah, yeah.
0: hefty. So it's probably not true, some of those stories you hear about uh, people who've lifted it off the wall?
1: No, a lady once told me that her grandfather came in with a stepladder, took Chloe off the wall and carried her out the front, and that was their family history. Uh-huh. And I didn't really have the heart to <laughs> tell her that probably wasn't true.
0: He could have been a beast to her granddad. Could, he
1: could have been.
0: In 1875, the same year that Lefebvre painted Chloe, two Irishmen named Henry Figsby Young and Thomas Joshua Jackson became the licensees of the uh, the Prince's Bridge Hotel. What about
2: Henry's middle name?
0: Uh, Figsby's. Figsby.
2: Figsby. Yeah, fantastic. Bring it back.
3: Yeah, that's yeah, a great name. Figsby. I love
0: it. Oh, I big love fan of so that. Much.
3: That is great. And then the other guy went on to be Dawson's best friend, Pacey. Yeah, Hacey, yeah.
0: <laughs> pretty. Drop the Thomas. Game. What a career. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Still going. Yeah. You would have noticed their surnames there. Young and Young Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, when yeah. I got to that bit reading about the pub, I'm like, oh, that's them. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just brilliant marking. They're real
2: people. <laughs> it wasn't just names that go quite well together.
0: Oh. Y and J. Oof.
2: Oof. That's good.
0: (laughs) Young and Jackson's partnership only lasted for fifteen years. I say only. That's a pretty good partnership. I think they were cousins. So you know, working with family fifteen years, good stint. Yeah. And Jackson, which makes sense, was the older one. Young was the younger one. So (laughs) I think Jackson um, Jackson, I think, pretty much just retired. Yeah. That's why the partnership ended. But Henry Figsby Young continued on as publican until I believe 1922 Wow so he was here for a bit old Figsby was a bit of an art collector uh, and after dr. Thomas Fitzgerald died in 1908 he was able to buy Chloe at his estate auction and put it straight into the pub in 1909 and it became a big hit people loved it
2: I mean the pub must have been doing pretty well if he could afford a Pretty expensive and famous painting. Yeah,
0: I think he was a really good businessman as well. I think he had something to do with the starting of the Abbotsford Brewery and and he was involved in the early days at Carlton United and stuff. So I think he was he knew what he was doing, had a bit of cash, and yeah, became a bit of a a draw for crowds. So um, once Chloe got here, yeah, um, people came to have a have a beer with Chloe. Apparently, soldiers in particular uh, took a liking to the artwork. And enjoying a drink with Chloe at the hotel has become a good luck ritual for Australian soldiers since the First World War. According to Australian academic Katrina Kell, the ritual of having a drink with Chloe at the Young and Jackson Hotel began after Private AP Hill, who was killed in action, put a message in a bottle and tossed it overboard. When the bottle was found in New Zealand in January of 1918, his message read, to the founder of this bottle, take it to Young and Jackson's, fill it, and keep it till we return from the war. And so that led to people, like obviously someone came here, filled wow. it up. With what?
2: That's a good point. Yeah, what well they put? Could yeah, be I anything.
0: Wonder. Probably maybe vermouth. Probably. Uh, maybe a and t Yeah,
2: fill it with the G&T. Give uh, it a shake so it goes all flat. Yeah,
0: yeah. Maybe an espresso martini. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, a little pick me up.
0: Or maybe a lager. Probably. Uh, according to only Melbourne, during the World Wars, diggers came to drink with Chloe before being shipped out. Letters were written to her from the trenches of Turkey, France, and Papua New Guinea, swearing their true love and promising to return. So when you said it before, as the soldiers did, they... <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I guess, you know, they, they used to, soldiers, I think, used to, it was pretty common to meet someone and get married straight away. Yeah, right. I guess those who didn't <laughs> had Chloe. <They> had Chloe. <laughs> During World War II, a crewman aboard a German luxury liner was accused in the US of being a spy. As an alibi, he recalled that at the time of the offence, he was in Melbourne. He's like, no, nah, I couldn't have, couldn't have been me, I was in Melbourne.
2: Seeing my girlfriend. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then, oh, uh, Chloe. <laughs> yeah. And they, they're like, oh yeah, prove it. And he goes, well, uh, I was at a pub across the road from a railway, there was this painting of a, a woman named Chloe. And they're like, okay, story checks out. <laughs> so it got, it got him out of out of trouble wow around the same time a group of american gis made plans to steal the painting but they were unsuccessful okay. isn't it amazing looking at you like how, how, how do you reckon yeah. it used to be in the bar downstairs so a little closer to the exit but still how do you hoodwink the barkeep for long enough to
3: yeah get out there and throw it on a tram yeah. <laughs>
0: take it out <laughs> apparently one um, uh american soldier um, threw a glass of beer at it saying, here's something for you to remember me by. What I mean, a dog that, act!
2: That's just, that's okay. silly.
0: She's a painting for starters. She's a pain,
2: she can't remember Doesn't she, remember. She, well. she doesn't know anything. I mean, but
3: in fairness to that guy, we are remembering him by telling us stories. <laughs> oh yeah. Tickets Damn later.
0: Oh. oh, he's got us. That is frustrating. So is that, I wonder if that's how he got around in daily life. Hey, uh, I'm off. Uh, see you again. Don't forget me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you wouldn't, would you? Yeah, no. Never forget that guy. Yeah. yeah uh, but before that, very forgettable guy. A <laughs> yeah. bit dull.
0: Oh, the guy throws pints at people. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, yeah I remember him? Remember
2: him? Don't know his name, but bit I. Bit of know. a
0: douchebag. Yeah,
2: <laughs> he sucks.
0: Uh, soon after, obviously, it had some conservation work done. Need a bit of a patch and repair. Mm. According to Kel, by the start of the Second World War, Chloe and Young and Jacksons were so enmeshed in military mythology they were included in the 2nd 21st Australian Infantry Battalion's official march song. You know, the, yeah. the army march songs? So there was a, a, a little line in it about, um, about Chloe, which I don't understand it, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll read it. Four lines here. Now, this is poetry, though. I'll okay, tell well, you that. Oh, so right. so it's, it's, gonna rhyme. It's, it's got a rhyme. It's got a rhyme in it.
2: All right, well, we'll
0: see. I don't understand the rhyme, but it's got a rhyme. <laughs> okay. Goodbye Young and Jacksons, farewell Chloe too. It's a long way to Bone Giller, but we'll get there on stew.
2: Okay. I definitely understood the first two. Yeah. The second part, less so, but I reckon it- Bone Giller's a, a,
0: a place, a place in we'll Victoria. And we'll get there on time. On stew.
2: In time for dinner. Stew which will is keep a stew. us going?
0: On stew, that's what they're eating <laughs> to yeah. get there? Oh, oh it, yeah, yeah yeah. Or is it a, maybe it's a nickname for Tuesday? You know, Taco Tuesdays, maybe it was Stew Tuesdays, Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. Day Tuesdays back then.
3: It could was have... what? Stoo Stoo Day Tuesdays. Day Tuesdays.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's why they changed it to tacos. Yeah,
3: it's better. It really could have... Had a rewrite, like, we'll get, we'll get there thinking of you or something like yeah, that. Yeah, oh, that's, that's good. my submission.
0: But it probably, I imagine it means something.
2: Yeah, and all that matters is they understood what yep. it meant, you know? Uh,
0: and all that matters is uh, the people comment below. Yeah. <laughs> After Japan's surrender, Australian prisoners of war sent out an SOS to be rescued. I'm not saying this out of nowhere. This is Chloe related. Okay, great. <laughs> As a test to make sure that they were actually Australians and it wasn't a trap, Melbourne soldier John Van Newton was asked, how would you like to see Chloe again? It's a very cryptic question. How would you like so to he, see... So he's just, he, uh, Japan surrendered, he's found a radio going, hey, we, come get us, yeah. we, uh, we're out. And on the other end, He gets a call, how would you like to see (laughs) Chloe again? There's no time for that, come (laughs) rescue me. Apparently Van Newton replied, lead me to her. And the operator asked, sure, where is she? Uh. And Van Newton responded with Young and Jacksons, finally convincing the operator he was Australian. So they came and got him. Wow. Isn't that interesting? So if you were were like a double agent or something, just a little knowledge of Chloe, you could have brought the whole bloody operation And probably down. a
3: convincing Australian accent would have helped too. And to be honest, Jess, like if you're stranded overseas and they tried this on you like last I'm week... I'm I don't know what you're talking I, about.
2: Dave, they could try it next week. I'll forget. <laughs> <Yeah. I> just, <laughs> I'm don't. i ruined. Lead me to it. What? What are you talking about? Who's Chloe, <laughs> I'd, say. I'd say? Well, she's oh, not I'm, Australian. I'm Jess. Oh, no, no, no. I'm Jess. <laughs> Happens all the time.
0: Kardashian? What are you, <laughs> ta- <laughs> ta- what are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, in an article written in 1945, West Australian journalist Peter Graham claimed that Chloe is to Melbourne what the bridge is to Sydney.
2: Okay, well I'm aware of the bridge. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Do you remember when uh, for the 56 games they lit her up for the Olympics? <laughs> they lit her up. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's sparklers, there's fireworks. Yeah, that yeah. was
3: good. Oh, was good, good coverage.
0: But he does clarify from the soldiers' point of view. Yeah,
3: right, okay. So yeah. when
0: they think of Sydney, they think of the bridge, when they think of Melbourne, they think of Chloe. But they
3: also write letters home to the bridge. I miss you so much. Oh, I love you, I love Bridge.
0: You. Oh, there's nuts Can't wait.
2: Can't wait to see you again, Bridge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, he goes on to say, she is a soldier's pilgrimage when in Melbourne. They speak of her with affection. The bridge will always belong to Sydney, but Chloe belongs to the Australian soldier.
2: That's nice.
0: In the article, Graham talks of meeting a soldier at, at the bar who necked three beers in a row in front of the painting. So it's downstairs. <laughs> what a tribute. In 45, in army gear, just got one three me, pots bang, one, for bang, one for me, one for Chloe, one for me. And uh, Graham went up to him and said, couldn't help but notice you just skulled three beers. And apparently beer was sort of rationed at the time. Wow. It was like, that's pretty wild that you were just knocking them down like that. And apparently the soldier replied, Uh, When he asked, what are you you up to? The soldier replied, keeping a promise we made to Chloe 12 months ago when we were going north to have a drink with her. When we came back, the soldier's two mates died in the war. So he was keeping the promise for all three of them. Oh,
2: that's That's pretty sweet. Yeah.
0: For decades, it remained in the main downstairs bar until 1987, when it was moved upstairs to protect it from natural light and the smoke. Uh, The following year, the National Trust and Heritage Victoria decreed that the painting and the pub remain bound together forever. Even if you wanted to, you couldn't buy this and take it elsewhere.
1: Chloe's not supposed to leave the hotel. certainly can't leave the hotel without permission. She recently did actually get permission to leave the hotel. Um, She went to Mona for a couple of months. She's considered a fixture or fitting of the pub. So um, if you want to buy Chloe, you'll need to buy the hotel and vice versa.
0: <laughs> do we know what it's worth in today's money? Uh,
1: it's currently insured for $3 million.
0: $3 million. Yeah. And the pub? I'm just saying, well, I'm crunching some numbers now. I do not know. <laughs> but more, so the whole package is at least three. Well, probably, yeah, probably even more.
1: Probably 30, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I'll talk to the bank. Yeah. <laughs> in 2004, a punter knocked the painting up in this room, Ooh. which Uh-oh. is amazing to think about knocked the painting breaking the protective glass and causing a 15 centimeter scratch (gasps) according to then bar manager dan payne the culprit quote did a runner (laughs) we were notified about it 10 seconds after the incident happened my heart stopped beating oh luckily the damage was able to be repaired and after ordering special german protective glass chloe was returned here to the bar where the public can continue to have a meal and a drink in her presence, more than 110 years after she first arrived. So that's, that's the story of Chloe.
2: You should be able to have a Palmer and a pot in front of the Mona Lisa.
0: Yeah. Certainly make me want to go there more. <laughs> I'll tell you something about the Mona Lisa, nothing on the size of this. No
2: way, teeny tiny. Yeah, she'd crush her in a fight. <laughs>
3: Absolutely.
0: She's a little different from Mona Lisa as well. Her eyes never follow you around. Yeah. She's (laughs) always looking away. You can
2: try as you might.
0: (laughs) But her
3: ear hole is staring straight (laughs) into me. Yeah. (laughs) My God, look at that.
0: Cheers to Chloe. (laughs) Cheers to Chloe. Cheers to Chloe. It's 10 a.m. Dugan Presents Artifacts has been made with the support of the Community Broadcasting Foundation and is available nationwide on the community radio network.